0: Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So, it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne.
0: And today we are chatting with designer, mom, entrepreneur, lifestyle guru,
1: Jenny Kane. She's super like effortless. When we were talking to her, this is a Skype. Um, this is a Skype interview, so we're not in the same place. But she just looks like the lighting is like so glowing. La behind her, and she's got like that absolute perfect like La little wave. And I love that she she'll keep on talking about how she wants things to be kind of effortless and not completely done, not completely finished. And I love that because as moms, we're always trying to like pretend. We're like, all right, we're just going to fake that we feel like completely 100% pulled together. And she's like, hey, you know what? I'm lowering the bar and it's fantastic. And you just look like that effortless chic thing. So I feel like that has to be our new thing. Like, we're like, you know what? We're not going to try for, you know, looking perfect. We're just going to be like, here are my flyaways and it's okay.
0: Do you know what? I think I do feel like people read your energy. And if your energy is like, ah, I don't feel ready. I don't feel prepared. I feel like this hair is out of place or this eyelash is out or of place. You look like you're trying too or hard. You look like you're trying so hard. It, it reads like that yes. where part of what I think is so cool about Jenny's whole sort of approach to life and her style. Um, and, and the, and the simple, but informed ways that she approaches her life with three kids. And she did. She said, I'm a, I'm a Virgo. I'm like an over researcher. I love that. So it's not that she doesn't make informed choices. She just is like, now I'm going to breathe in them. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to relax and let them work in my life and absorb the things that actually are effective and that I can make time for and not worry about the other stuff so much. I think I'm always curious about how like the, the vibe of a place feeds the way mother's mother. And I think I'm always I have a couple of really close friends who live in L.A. and they all have a bunch of kids. I also believe it's like the the fishbowl effect. There's more room in L.A. So the idea of having two, three, four kids isn't scary to them because they live in homes where we live in, you know, living in New York apartments are kind of like 30s. one kid sounds like <laughs> just plenty for this closet. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, it, she is she's she will talk about her natural beauty, her way, of, her effortless way of dressing and how the sort of Jenny Kane staples came about. And she made a name for herself building and, and providing the ultimate mom wardrobe, um, and slash like classic California chic and casual wardrobe. Um, and a lot about anxiety and dealing with managing anxiety, um, and, uh, and healthy cooking and her new book, Pacific natural. Now this is Jenny Kane. The best. We'd like to give people here the opportunity to introduce themselves because we always feel like you do it better. Hi,
2: I'm Jenny Kane and I'm a mother of three and a designer and I believe in living beautifully and living well.
0: I didn't realize this, that you started Jenny Kane when you were 19, which is crazy to me uh, that you that you even that you have the the sort of hutzpah to go and start a brand, let alone actually knew what this brand could look like at 19. But I imagine um, I imagine there's been a lot of evolution over the course of of its lifetime. And I'm really you know, I'm really curious to hear how how the line started and like what its sort of formation was and then how it's evolved now that you have become a mom and and that your that your focus in life has evolved quite a bit
2: yeah so i always knew that i wanted to be a fashion designer my mom took me to a chanel charity fashion show when i was eight or nine um and i remember linda evangelista was in it and i was just totally blown away by the entire experience and from then on out knew that that's what i wanted to do so after working a little bit traditional college wasn't really for me i went to art school for a year and then started working and just formed the right relationships and kind of was naive and didn't realize how hard it would be. So I went out and started my own collection, producing everything in Italy. I would travel to Italy for three and a half weeks at a time and, and just kind of made it happen. And I always knew that I wanted it to be a lifestyle brand, but not until the last couple of years was I really able to like embody that and bring it all to life through the stores and opening up new categories and all of that.
0: So it started, I mean, did you start with one particular, did you start with the flat or did you start with like something else that was really signature to you? I
2: always known for my sweaters. So my most successful um, items when I first started were these really luxe cashmere sweaters and sweaters are still like one of my biggest um, categories and then I would say when Ripley, before Ripley was born, I came out with the door flat. So I want to say like maybe nine years ago and that took off and really helped um, people know the brand and take the brand to the next level. And then I became known for shoes and sweaters.
0: Like mom wardrobe staples. I also feel like I, I always feel like when I am in LA and I'm with my girlfriends and moms have like a thing about a je ne sais quoi about them. But it's just there's something <laughs> it's like, effortless. It is. It's sunny and it's effortless and it's warm, but like layered. It's there's a very casual but put together look about them. And whenever I ask them what they're wearing, they're like, oh, it's Jenny. <laughs> it's Jenny. Kane. Um, which is amazing because it, because you really yeah. don't have much time to get dressed, especially when you have young kids who really need you early in the morning, like we just talked about the, the stress and chaos of just getting out of bed, getting yourself sort of like brush your teeth and put your face cream on and come downstairs. And it's really nice to have a wardrobe that lends itself to that kind of quick breezy, but still feeling and looking great and feeling like you're putting your best face forward, which I love. How did that look and style sort of come to you? Was it something that you always felt like you dressed like or was it something that you sort of started to look at p- women around you and feel like this is really missing from what they're what they have available?
2: So when I first started my business and when I was younger, I was all about fashion and um, and creating beautiful pieces that were much more seasonal. And as I grew up and as I had children, I realized that's not really how women dress and that's not practical, especially if you have kids. So my whole concept was find your uniform. What looks great on you? What works for your body type and what works for your lifestyle? So for me, that's a great pair of high-waisted jeans with a Jenny Kane knit and a, and a flat, my, you know, dorset or... Jenny Kane mules, and, and sometimes a collared shirt with the sleeves rolled up. So why try to reinvent the wheel every single season? Rather, find the basics that I think every woman should have and make them in multiple colors and fabrications and kind of really stand for that. So it all, it all you know came from wanting to figure out what worked for me as a working mom and like what made me feel good about myself in my clothes. That's
1: that's amazing because I do think there is something about a uniform and of course like we want to go out and you know change it up a little bit but there's so much stress of I mean you have you have 3, Daphne has 3, I have 4, you know of dressing everybody, there's a lot of bodies to dress, and you're like the. Unfortunately, oftentimes we're the last people we can think about, and to go into the closet and be like, "Okay, am I doing a dress? Am I doing yoga pants? Am I doing you know a a one piece, a jumpsuit that look <laughs> makes me look? You right. know, guys, I look like I am a Dalmatian today, um, or like my first Dalmatian. I like, I, I like it. I like it. It's so co- you know what? It's cozy. It was easy. It was one piece of clothing that I had to put on other than my underwear. Um, but you know. I mean it does make I am somebody that you open up my closet and I have like a million yoga pants because I know that and they all look exactly the same. And it's just easy because it's my uniform and I know that if somebody spits up on them or colors on me or something like that, I can just change them. But um, you know, I, I'm interested in the in the age range of your of your children because you have a really big age difference with your kids now what yeah totally what was that like what is that like I I'm always fascinated by it because I have the and Daphne too we have the complete opposite where we have kids every you know a couple months (laughs) um if that was possible (laughs) and I love when people have these big age difference because you really get to enjoy each baby
2: totally so my first two are much closer in age. They're 21, 21, no, two and a half years apart. Now I'm 21 months older than my sister. <laughs> so they're two and a half years apart. And I actually think it was a little too close in retrospect. I think I felt pressure to have two close together so that they would be, you know, friends and they be on the same page and um, doing the same things. But my kids fight a lot. So I think had there been a little bit of a larger gap, it would have been a little bit easier. And then I come from three, I have two younger sisters. So I always wanted three and my youngest sister's five years younger. And so I always loved the idea of having a larger gap, but as time went on it, it became harder and harder to want to get pregnant again. Because right. once you get further away from it and out of diapers and you're you're going back in.
1: Especially <laughs> so, if you're not a morning person. It's really rough, exactly. right? Exactly.
2: <laughs> and I definitely don't do well for the first, you know, year with with lack of sleep or until sleep training. Um, but uh, my little sister, we had always talked about having babies at the same time and we don't have any cousins because my sisters didn't have babies and she got pregnant and, a, and I said, okay, I'll try. I was like, this is this is it. It's time. I had missed my five-year gap, but I was going to go for it anyways. Oh my gosh, the dog is peeing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is amazing. about uh, mom brain is, it's all okay, right?
2: The dog literally just came home from the trainer and is not trained. No,
1: no.
2: That's ridiculous. And <laughs> wait, is it a boy dog? It's a boy. (laughs) His name is Tag, and he's he's a really cute puppy. He just tagged
0: your floor. He just, he
2: just. <laughs> so so. Sari got pregnant with Henrietta, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna try," and got pregnant the next month. And she said, "I didn't mean that close." <laughs> said, Don't worry, baby number three is not going to outshine baby no, number one. You still can all. get all of the attention, <laughs> and it's actually been incredible because, like you said, you really get to enjoy and focus on each phase. So. With Trooper, i would in no rush, for him, no rush for him to crawl, no rush for him to walk. I kind of just want him to be who he is in the moment right. and I'm really able to enjoy it. And the big kids are like little helpers, which is awesome.
1: Isn't that nice when you can like go in the – even with Carmen who's five, she's such a good helper. I can be like, okay, I'm going to run to pee, watch Romeo and, like, and then I run. And obviously, it's like the, like the fastest thing in the world. But it's like then I come back and everybody's still alive. Totally, that hasn't
0: clicked for Philo yet, for me, no? unfortunately. No,
1: <laughs> not because she's like not
0: responsible. She just she's she's my artsy girl, and she's and she's also very focused on herself. So she's like, I know you told me to watch the baby, but I had this like glitter glue that was drying,
2: and I had to I had get an urge you know? to go create art.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was an emergency.
2: Uh, yeah. I definitely think my son is more helpful than my daughter. Oh, um, that's interesting. So Ripley is turning eight, and Tanner's ten, and Tanner. Tanner seems like a teenager now that I've a baby. Oh, that's oh fascinating. That and funny? and he's
0: the oldest and he's the big brother. Yeah. And he takes that responsibility in yeah. stride. it sounds totally. like you and and Ripley and Tanner I gather that makes sense are the inspiration for Rip plus Tan. The this and it, it, it well so people can find it online. It's ripandtan.com. Um and I, it's this amazing blog that you run that I feel like a lifestyle site at this point that I feel like was really early to the game of of family directed content and of like bringing in the whole lifestyle element, like that you like you just talked about the wardrobe and making a uniform for yourself and making that part of your day easy, which is something that I always struggle with and that I'm always sort of looking to identify those pieces that are like I just want to create this piece in ten different linen and and cotton and silk and whatever so I can just wear this look mm-hmm. a million times and never have to think about it again. But I I think it was really beautiful. You sort of took that idea and then let it inform this whole way of living in this very natural California, warm, comfortable, vibey thing. Um, what was that, what was that experience like? Cause again, I think you did it at least before a lot of people that I knew were, were sort of even thinking in that realm. Um, and, uh, you know, creating that kind of content and creating that kind of brand extension from, from a fashion line into a much bigger lifestyle, uh, endeavor.
2: So I started Rip and Tan as a passion project when Ripley was first born and I really, I'm a Virgo, I'm an over-researcher, I love all things beautiful and all the details in life and I was the person that all my friends came to for like, how do I do this kind of kids party, how do I entertain, what cleaning products do I need in my house, nutritional things, recipes, recipes. All that kind of stuff, and I was I was sick of um, telling each person individually, and so I thought, oh, I'm going to put this together in a site, and it was separate from the business, and it was really, um, it was really just because I was passionate about it. And as it's grown, it's definitely integrated with the business and has become a part of it. Um, but I also will say that I I've always been really passionate about sorry dogs. I've been really passionate about supporting women. And I feel like there's enough room for all of us. Um, we all complement each other in what we do, whether we're doing the same thing or something different. And so I've always loved featuring women and especially mothers and coming into their homes and learning what their favorite beauty products are, their favorite recipes, things that they like to do with their children, restaurants, like all of that kind of stuff and highlighting their talents and, and, you know, different creatives.
0: What, what, it is winter time here in New York, and I feel like everyone's just getting out of a cold or out of a flu or whatever. What are some of your favorite um, immune boosting things for yourself and for your kids?
2: So, elderberry for the kids and for me, we do like elderberry syrup. Um, I love making fire cider. So you can buy it or you can make it. um, And it tastes kind of gross, but a shot of that every day is amazing. And if you can't handle that, just apple cider vinegar with warm water and manuka honey and lemon is amazing. I feel like I'm constantly fighting off what everyone brings in the house. Mm -hmm, So I'm always always trying new things. And I I really believe in in acupuncture and kind of taking care of yourself so that you're at least you're at least healthy when the when the children go down
1: so we had an acupuncture episode and it was so interesting we had both of our acupuncturists come on here it was awesome it was awesome
0: and it was it was interesting because it was one of the first sort of like deep dive medicine-based, really... We wanted to get into the theory of acupuncture. We wanted to, like, really give people a crash course 101 in it. And we kind of... It was an experiment. We were like, I don't know if what people want to listen to something this deep on a podcast that's normally the two of us being crazy and, like, taking our <laughs> right. guests along for the ride. And people loved it because I think that's what you just said about women is so critical to it. We, we all bring something fresh and different and a different perspective to the table. And we on Mom Brain really want to hear those differing perspectives and learn from each other. But I also feel like you... Moms, look, your expertise could be one thing, but inevitably, because you're dealing with many other people's lives, all your kids' lives, your husband's lives, your friends' lives, whatever, you you are collecting all this information all the time. You're a vessel for that information and the stuff that really works for other moms, I'm so intrigued by and I'm always like so maybe inappropriately curious about it, I'm, like <laughs> tell me everything. Um, And I, do, I would be, I, I'm a big believer that I don't... um. We had a friend who would uh, put medicine uh, in like, you know, when you go to a friend's house for a dinner party, whatever, and some people like to snoop in your medicine cabinet (laughs) <laughs> and he, I don't know what they're looking for. And he would put um, marbles on the walls of, his, on the like shelves of his medicine cabinet. So when they opened it, all the marbles would come crashing oh God, into the sink. So and then he just casually you walk over and everything okay in there, you That's know, so let them know that, you know, I don't care what's in your That's medicine amazing. cabinet. Uh, you can tell me what's in there, but I don't really care. I care what's in your fridge. And I know that you love to cook and I feel like you can know everything you need to know about a family and the way that they live by seeing what's in their refrigerator. So what are, what are some of like the quick everyday meals you feel like you 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 guys rely on to get you through the week?
2: So we, especially in the winter, I really believe in um, eating seasonally and in rhythm with nature. So right now it's just constantly tons of different delicious soups, which I feel like are so easy to make. Mm -hmm. Once you know the base for any soup, then you just add a different vegetable and different spices and you can change it up. Um, We also love doing curries and lentils and all different stuff like that and I'll do little grilled cheeses on the side for the kids to dip in them. So they're, you know, not totally deprived of carbohydrates. No, that that's actually
0: a nice balance too. Cause then they're getting like the delicious grilled cheese that they want, but maybe they'll dip it in the doll and they'll actually think it's delicious. I had totally. yesterday, just a veg, like a vegetable soup that was really good, but just basic vegetables. But then I swirled tahini in. Mm. Oh Yum. my gosh, you guys need to know about <laughs> this. You need to do it immediately. It was so simple and creamy and vegan if you want, if you care about that, but it right. was, just like ultimately, extraordinarily indulgent feeling and delicious. Um, I love that. I think soups are really simple. We, we do a lot of chilies, we do soups, we do stews, things that you can make in the slow cooker or make in advance. And um, totally. they freeze well too, which is great.
2: Are your kids picky eaters? So, my son is like an amazing eater, and my daughter is a little bit pickier. We actually just went to a nutritionist yesterday because my daughter has decided to become a vegetarian. She's a huge animal lover and i'm primarily vegetarian um but i eat a little bit of fish and she doesn't quite understand that you have to, you know, eat more beans and legumes and get protein. She's growing. It's different than an adult being a vegetarian. So I keep calling her a carb-itarian. <laughs> she <was the> <laughs> of white bread and pasta, For sure. we up to her. So we went to just kind of like talk about if you're going to be a vegetarian, like what are, what's the balance you need? What are some of the things that you can add into your diet that'll make it easier? Even just like adding almond or peanut butter into your oatmeal makes a big difference. Right. Um, so it was really, it was really interesting and I'm hoping that how did she do? I, that's, so, yeah. I love,
1: I love, 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 love that you brought her there.
2: How did she deal
1: with getting that information? I mean, it, this it, I became a vegetarian when I was five and I was the only one in the family and it was, it was a gigantic fight gigantic I went on a hunger strike like it was like a really 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 big deal but I didn't know we didn't think about it from a nutrition aspect it was just like okay now I'm gonna stop to eat meat um and I turned out okay so don't worry about it too much I'm super (laughs) super healthy um but you know I mean I love that you're you're bringing her in and saying hey this is response you know what you are allowed to make these choices but there is responsibility with it do you feel like that session with this nutritionist allowed her to think about it a little bit differently
2: Totally. So I became a vegetarian when I was closer to Tanner's age. I was 10 or 11. Um, and I, I don't think I made the healthiest choices, but again, I'm healthy. Like you, I feel like I actually am excited that she's going to be a vegetarian and that she loves animals so much. And it's very in line with the way that I eat, but I just want to make sure that she understood that she needs to, you know, add a couple of things in if she's going to do that. And I do feel like it resonated with her. Um, I think she's just a picky eater. So it's, it's always a little bit of a battle, but I think she did pick up a couple of things like, Oh, if I add hummus into my snack, then I'm getting protein and I'll be more satiated.
1: What about your baby? Picky or not picky, the
2: baby is pretty great. He kind of eats everything we eat, but but since we've been traveling, he started eating those squeezies mm-hmm. that are just filled with fruit, and he's obsessed with them. So <laughs> now he just kind of wants those. He would grub all day. All if he's day. Allowed to. My, <laughs> all day. It's so
0: funny. My third Nika's the same way. I'm like, oh, you are definitely my child. Like she just, yeah. She's like, oh, great. What are you eating? What are you eating? She'll try everything. I yeah. I've gotten in the habit, and I really need to figure out how to. We live in Florida right now, and so it's it's beautiful at night and the kids after dinner, we go out and we like let them run around for a bit and they have ice cream cones when, uh, you know, after dinner. And um, it's like a small scoop of ice cream. Don't talk to me I, about everything else. Kids I eat are, really good dinners. But it's so funny because I'll try not to give it to her because I'm like, she's a mm-hmm. baby. She doesn't need ice cream and she's going to bed. Yeah. And she screams at me like she's like, give me my ice cream cone, And it's so <laughs> totally. cute. The level of joy and pleasure that she gets from eating reminds me of myself. So my, I, I do my
1: like nine month old stole my lolly. When we when yes. we when we fly places, I let them all have a lolly for their ears as we're going to take off and land. It's fantastic. And he literally I have a video of it. He literally takes it out of my mouth <laughs> And puts it in his mouth. And he was, at the time, he was, like, eight months old. And had that been my first child, these are not... You would have oh, died. These are died. chupa chups. They are not organic. They are, like, full of God not knows what. Not the vitamin C, like, Nope, lollies. nope, nope. These are not that. But you know what? They're delicious. And, and a little are. bit is okay. They taste like ice cream. They taste delicious.
2: <laughs> I think um, it's all about
1: balance. Yes.
0: It has to be. It has... And also, like, the more... The more demands on your time, and also I think you do relax child to child. I, I also love that each child, I feel like I've become version 2.0, version 3.0, version 4.0 of myself and myself as a mother because you do, you sh- you slough a lot of like the paranoia and the anxiety that you had the first time around in favor of more expertise that you have and you know what works for your family and you are know what to expect a little bit more. But I also feel like each kid teaches you something different and, and they are, they're just different people. So they need different things from you. What what does what does Trooper need from you or what has he taught you about yourself that you didn't that you weren't before?
2: I think Trooper has come with many lessons, but I I think mainly staying in the moment and enjoying each phase like we talked about earlier. I had my other two in my 20s and I think I was, you know, I wanted to get my body back. I wanted to get back to my regular life as much as I wanted to bring them with me through it. I I felt a pressure to kind of get some semblance of my old life back. And with Trooper, I didn't feel that at all. I felt like I was really able to stay home for a couple of months, enjoy, you know, being in my sweatpants and pajamas all day and, and hanging out in bed with him and cuddling and, and just really enjoying the moment with him. I also had an unfortunate accident when I was pregnant with him and had to have surgery. So I think it taught me a lot about like having faith and meditation and, and just kind of you can't control everything. Accidents happen. Everything worked out. He's totally healthy and fine. Um, but it was definitely a different, a different pregnancy. Um, and has kind of, it's interesting. I have less anxiety in general having my third, but I, because of the accident and some PTSD stuff, I sometimes have irrational fears or feelings that come up with him that I didn't with the others. So it's forcing me to kind of look at that and work through that and, um, kind of identify, well, what's your intuition versus what's anxiety.
1: Isn't that interesting? I've, I, I don't know, Daphne, if you've experienced this and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. So my second was born at 35 weeks, six days. And I could, I told, I could, I told everybody from month three, from 12 weeks, I said, this baby's going to be born early. And I just knew he was really low. He was super active. And that, you know what? That's his personality. He's like the first one out of the door. He's like, I'm ready. I need to move. He's a little bit like me. We're like constantly (laughs) running around everywhere. And, um, and because he was fine, he was six pounds, seven ounces. He was totally fine. He had to be in the NICU for like a couple of days. I could stay with him. It was, it was in the grand scheme of things. It was totally fine, but he is, I'm extra protective of him in a funny way because I did have that traumatic experience of, and I knew he was coming the day before I went to my doctor. I said, the baby's going to come. And he's like, no, he's not. I said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And, and (laughs) I went into labor. Um, but you know, it is interesting. And so how, give us, give our listeners some, some tools about trying to distinguish between what is mothers just sense like I have this strong feeling that what do they call it mother's intuition versus yeah. versus I am freaking out and I'm being irrational
2: so I I for me the easiest way to do to kind of identify it is for me intuition is something that kind of comes into my head and I hear it as a message. Anxiety is is something that I hear and feel, and I feel emotional about mm. it. So I think if there's like emotions, like fear or panic or anything that kind of goes along with the thought, then I know that that's not real. So sometimes when I have a thought that's my intuition, I'll ask myself is this true? Like, do I need to get up right now and go check on him? Sometimes I just will because it doesn't hurt. But I think kind of going through the process of asking yourself those questions and trying to see like where it sits in your body, like, is it in your stomach? Is it in your head? Um, That can kind of help identify.
1: I love that. I'm going to start doing that. That's, a, that's Whenever a I have nice a feeling, I'm going to go like sit with myself. This is a little med- meditation, it right? Is. You sit with yourself yeah. and you kind of like breathe in and, and ask yourself. And it's a good distinction because I do think, I think
0: we're, I think we are all emotional creatures. I think, and it's, especially I think when you're in that sort of, just in the mothering world, you're you're trying to be aware of everyone's emotions. You are, perp- you are purposefully trying to tune into those things. But I do think they can take ownership of you. And I, I read a quote somewhere that was about, actually about yoga and about yoga being about the practice of learning to control your thoughts, not to let them control you. And not that you won't have those thoughts, not that you won't have those emotions, but that you'll have the ability to to control them and to quiet them when you need to. And I thought that that was really I just thought that was really important. I think that we all need to sort of figure out the ways that we can use to 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 uh, not be ruled by our emotions and to let them be well, there. It, and, and it's all exist it's with the them. ability to let
1: go yeah. and be at peace with things. Yeah. So, I mean, those like you said, those thoughts will come in, and you have to notice them. Which ones are serving me? Which ones are not serving? Me, and what is my physical response to those? Right. And it's hardly ever a good unless, like you, you know that you're. there's a car on top of your child and then like the mothers can like superpower lift it up but there is that point of saying hey you know what if I am squeezing my shoulders this is not going to make the situation better it's just going to give me a pain in the neck and it's going to make me behave in a way that it's not helpful so it's being able to say okay this is my thought let me calm my body let me take a deep breath and then let me attack and and deal with the situation that's I
0: I always um, say that I th- worry is a prayer for the worst possible outcome because I do think we all spend a lot of time worrying, and I think that that to that point, it's it's it doesn't change anything that's happening. It it doesn't give you mm-hmm. any like nope. great tool to use or nope. serve you in any way. It just literally lets you meditate on the worst possible thing exactly. that could happen. Stress about it. It's exhausting. Great. It's exhausting. Okay, onto a totally. um, slightly lighter subject matter. Your hair always looks. <laughs> fantastic um it's always this like beautiful fresh like loose bumpy super california very california thing what do you do for it how do you make it look like that and your skin do it give us like your hair (laughs) and beauty situation (laughs) That's very sweet
2: um My hair is naturally wavy like this. I I do ombre, you know, for for highlights. So I think that helps like accentuate the waves. But if you came up close, it's also very frizzy and messy. Um, I never like to look totally done. Right. So I I just let it dry naturally. The only special thing I do, I would say, is um, I put coconut oil in it once or twice a week and sleep with it like that. And then in the morning, I rinse it with apple cider vinegar, mm. and then I shampoo it twice, and that's how I wash my hair. Oh, I like and that. And I think wow. that that makes it super, super soft um, and a little bit less frizzy. But uh, honestly, other than that, I'm, I'm just lucky <laughs> <laughs> that my mom had beautiful hair. Um and my daughter Ripley That's the only thing I wanted Was for her to have curls like me And she hates them Oh no, uh, Which is really Really <laughs> devastating And she brushes them out And tries to make it straight And, and sprays stuff in it To like hold it down She's she so sad. She'll get over she'll it She'll learn to love that st- 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 I know st- I keep, she, she finally ha- says You know You always want what you don't have She's just <laughs> now she what i she said. Is there uh-huh. a special
0: <laughs> brush That you do use That like That you find doesn't make Your hair frizzy Or that you love
2: I don't brush my hair ever unless I have conditioner in it. Um, And I use a tangle teaser and then I sleep with it in braids because otherwise it gets kind of like matted in the back. And I also think that probably helps the waves stay um, a little bit more. So wait,
1: when you wake up in the morning, does your hair look crimped? You have
2: to like. Not really crimped because I do it, like, loose. I don't even put a rubber band on it, but I sleep, like, with Pocahontas braids. So
0: you go to sleep with wet hair. You braid it. No, dry. Oh, dry. Dry hair
2: and braid it. So, like, tonight when I go to bed, yeah. I'll just braid my hair into two loose braids. And when I wake up in the morning, it'll look... My
1: friends with curly hair, a lot of them I do that. that. They do that with their kids as well. So
2: but not starting from the top, it's no, not like just a french like, braid. It's like, just no, on the side, just down. like loose.
1: And then yeah. and then skincare.
0: What's your skincare situation?
2: I'm crazy about skincare. I'm really passionate about um, about organic, clean, natural beauty and trying to avoid um, any botox or fillers or any harsh chemicals for as long as possible. Yes. So I do microcurrent facials with this amazing woman who also does Reiki during it, which is awesome. And I do acupuncture facials. Mm. So that stimulates your muscles and your collagen microcurrent, you know, makes your muscles work. It's like taking your skin to the gym. And, um, and then I use beautiful, clean products. I'm obsessed with um, Christina Holy, who's an amazing facialist in the Bay area. And she has a collection with Maria Veronique and I love true botanicals. And I feel like there's so many great organic, clean beauty companies out there popping up.
0: It is a boom right now, I think for really effective natural beauty products, which is amazing. Um, talk to us about Pacific natural, your new book,
2: which is so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited. Um, I would say that it's a love letter to California and it's all about being in the moment, eating seasonally and and living in rhythm with nature, which I really believe that that's what we're supposed to be doing. I think we all lead such crazy lives right now that it's really important to sit down and come together and share a beautiful meal and and enjoy time with friends and family. So Pacific Natural is meant to inspire others to do the same and. I kind of highlight some of my favorite recipes, beautiful tablescapes, different, different ideas for people um, to entertain. And, and I try to make it effortless and easy. Um, I don't think anything should be too perfect or pristine.
0: That's what I loved. Um, actually, uh, was the hostess gift portion. She sort of breaks the book down, and there's little um, you know parties for each season, and and tablescapes and ideas for setting it, so it looks very festive and celebratory. But it all looks very simple and effortless, and not like something you're going to have to spend hours and hours preparing for. And you are you go the extra step and are thoughtful to create these little uh, hostess gifts. They're you know lavender bath salts and things that again people feel very taken care when they get to Mm -hmm. take them home but they literally took you you know 15 minutes to put together which is amazing yeah
1: okay what's your favorite thing
0: your favorite thing so the thing that you feel like you're telling all your girlfriends about right now it could be a beauty product it could be like a kid's toy it could be anything that is changing your life at the moment
1: what's my
2: favorite thing
1: or just a favorite thing it doesn't have to be like the number one it's just something that you like
2: yeah um okay I would say my new favorite thing is um True Botanicals makes an overnight mask that I'm completely obsessed with and it totally holds your moisture in and I'm, you know, wearing it on the flight to New York next week and I've been living in it every night.
0: I love it too. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks,
1: Jenny. Thank you. Yay! All right, guys, that was Jenny Kane. You know, I-, I love how I love her outlook on life. It just seems so Manageable, and she doesn't say that stress doesn't come in, but she goes and she finds a solution. I love that she brought her daughter to the nutritionist Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. brings her kids into this into the problem solving as well, which is something that we talk we've talked about on Mom Brain as well. You know, I'm remembering Adam Grant and like teaching kids about problem solving and attacking different things. That just seems uh, like a really great way of sharing of teaching responsibility. Um, I loved how she she talked about her own anxiety and kind of sitting with. Their self and doing that meditation of really, you know, where do I feel this? Do I feel it in my stomach? Do I feel it in, you know, which part of my body and how can I calm it and really figure out what's going on?
0: I think that's a really important point you bring up about kids though. And especially because she has kids on the older range of a lot of the women that we talk to, um, you know, 10 and seven and, and starting to sort of make decisions for themselves that they're curious about, like becoming vegetarians and not wanting to squash their impulse to, to say, I want this or I'm going to try this, but to, to, make sure that they know that there's responsibility that goes along with those choices. And I think that's a really important way to nurture independence but also do it in a very thoughtful
1: way. Because once you make it into a fight, then it's a thing. And then the kids make (laughs) it about something different rather than the act rather than just becoming a vegetarian, now it's a power struggle. Right, right. Um, whereas you know, if you do it and you say, okay, great, you have to do this, but you're going to do it right.
0: And I loved learning about her coconut oil hair mask plus apple cider vinegar rinse, plus only brushing with brushing with conditioner. It's something that I find is I get that like really crazy kind of like rat's nest tangled at the back of my Especially neck because I in sleep the, very wildly. in the winter
1: when you're wearing scarves or oh, turtlenecks yes. a lot, then it kind of gets all knotted. Right. So there. I'm
0: gonna try that sleeping with the Pocahontas braids and see what happens if, uh, cause I feel like when I brush my hair, then I rip out huge hunks and I don't need to be doing that. So, um, and the fire cider is that I've been buying it, but I'm what a, exactly, so is that? yeah, I, I wanted her to tell us her recipe, but the one that I buy has apple cider vinegar, um, honey, Manuka honey, which has more of the sort of antibacterial, antimicrobial, antiviral fe- f- uh, features of, of raw, unfiltered honey, um, uh, garlic, It has, I want to say like oil of oregano in it, maybe colloidal silver, a whole bunch of really immune boosting, incredible antivirals. Um, And you just take a shot of it in the morning and it sounds really funky, but it literally tastes like salad dressing. Like if you enjoy salad dressing, that's what it tastes like. And you actually can use it as salad dressing, which is kind of fun. So I'm sure the recipes are online, but there's also something actually called fire cider. You can just order it on Amazon. My kids won't have it because it has cayenne in it. So it's spicy. spicy. But if you make it at home, you can leave the cayenne out.
1: Interesting. I'm going to have to try it. Yeah. Sounds good. And now it's time for our favorite things. Now it's time for our favorite things. Yes! So this week, I want to talk about a hair care product that I use on my kids a lot, which is Babo Botanicals. I love it. I can find it online super easy. I can buy it in bulk. They have some really, really nice um, smells. Uh, I really like the, I believe it's, rosemary and they also have a lace prevention one which I'm like crazy about so like I literally lice, prevention. lice prevention one solid I never
0: had I don't know I uh, recently we, we got a notice that a kid in my kid my my um daughter's class had lice and that he was kept home but you know whatever and it was—it struck the fear of God. I'm, no, me I'm terrified like, of it. I remember it as a kid being a thing, but I don't know. Why. You know I had what? my kids I hadn't don't. been the age where it mattered. I never yet.
1: met as a child. I never had lice. I never met anyone with lice. It's like it, but now I guess it's like a very New York thing because everybody lives on top of each other. Yeah, yeah on top. But of each I'm other. terrified of it to the point where I literally bathe them in. Bobble lice shampoo every single day. (laughs) That's a little excessive. It is excessive. You know what? It's fine. My kids don't smell. Maybe they're you know what? I am (laughs) super prepared. The thing is that where there's so many of us, and I know you can relate Daphne, there's so many of us that it just spreads like wildfire. And the idea of bugs in hair. Oh, there's only one thing worse in New York, and it's bed bugs. Oh, I've like, never no experienced that either. I had a friend one time who had bed bugs, and she's like, oh. "Can I come stay at your house?" I was like, "No, no absolutely no. not. <laughs> I love you so much, and I will chip in for a hotel or whatever, but stay away." And I will see you in three months when I feel like you are fully quarantined. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting her in the leper colony. Oh That's great, ridiculous.
2: Great
0: friends. That is hilarious. Um, I. <laughs> I love that. I'm glad to know that they have a lice prevention uh, option, though, uh, because I think a lot of the sort of the, the more sort of harsh chemical ones that you use to treat lice are are really No, these are like essential. These are essential essential oils. oils. And
1: I went so far as to like find out that apparently rosemary and tea tree and eucalyptus and lavender and garlic repel. Yes. So on the day that I heard that this happened, I literally marched my entire (laughs) pack of children because we were out at the playground. It was like drop everything. We have to go to the natural store. I went and bought all these things. Then I went home and bathed her. Mind you, she had no contact with this child whatsoever because they did the lice check before school. Mm -hmm. And then the child was sent home. And I bathed her and then I dumped all this stuff in her hair. She smelled somewhere in between, you know, garlic bread. because like Italian it, dinner. No, it I was, like it. And then and like some namaste so tree t- t- tea tree smell. <laughs> she will have no friends because she'll be so stinky. But she'll also have no lights. <laughs> you know what? this is how we protect our children. You know. <laughs> I
0: do like that at my daughter's school too, they do a lice check every day. I mean, it's Every a, day? Yeah, every day. I, I I it. It's simple. Moving, As the kids come in, I'm they're just sort of like looking. I'm moving to
1: Palm Beach now and I am going Which, to join that know, school because that to sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> my
0: my favorite thing this week is a lot of you uh, were asking. I, I do a lot of makeup tutorials just because I think they're fun and I'm a makeup fanatic uh, and I just, you know, I, I'm, I like to play around with it. So I show you guys a lot of what I like to do and a lot of my mom makeup routines on my Instagram account. But I hadn't shown you how I take my makeup off. And since I wear a lot of makeup some days, especially for TV or whatever, um, I wanted to show how easy my routine is to take it all off. And I do it with coconut oil. So a couple weeks ago, I put my whole stripped down thing on and it's literally just like I wet my face with water. I rub coconut oil on it. I wipe it off with a warm, wet washcloth or paper towels in a pinch, rinse my, water, rinse my face with water one more time. And it's literally all gone. People were
1: I watched it. Excited it was amazing. This. Like literally, like jaw dropping. Well, because makeup removal can take twenty minutes if you it's do the whole like le- special. It's you one know, of my whatever, least thing. favorite things to do. Absolutely it's exhausting. Every I'm just day. tired. I want to go to bed. <laughs> I I feel like I have really you know you know done the day once I and feel like I deserve a trophy once I wash my face and at brush night. your teeth and, get and brush bed. my teeth and yes. it, well it actually doesn't take that long for me but I just hate doing it.
0: Yes. Well, exactly because you're like ready for bed and you just want to get. Like in your cozy I will sheets. take
1: an entire bath. To wash my face. Oh, I do a shower every night. T- because it's, it's more easier. tiring for me. <laughs> (laughs) To to wait for the water to warm up. I don't know. I think it's the idea of it's like dripping down my arms (laughs) and like the whole thing. I'm like, I'm just going to get all wet and then it'll be okay. I do a shower before bed
0: just to take my makeup off like that. And it's easy. But what I did want to say is some people were asking, how do you travel with coconut oil? Um, And what I do is I'll either sometimes just empty some from my jar into like a little, you know, empty conditioner container or something, a cleaned out jar that way. But I found this company Conscious Coconut and it's USDA organic coconut oil in a tube. tube Mm. in this plastic tube so you can literally just squeeze it out and it's um you know coconut oil liquefies at room temperature and warmer but it stays pretty solid when you're traveling in this tube and at least you can just you know put the lid on and rest assured and i put it in a plastic bag just in case
1: or maybe two <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I do
0: that too. <laughs> but but it's a really easy way to travel with it, and then you don't. And then you're not dipping into the same container over and over. Because one thing I also do is I take a like a big heaping tablespoon and put it in a little cup, and that's what I leave in my bathroom, and I just go through that each week. Because if you're dipping into the same jar night your after hand, night, yeah, your, your, your hands, hands are bringing yeah, no, bacteria no, 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 and stuff. So anyway, I found this tube, and it's been my travel buddy, and I love it. Um, and it makes it very easy to stick with my a fast, easy makeup removal routine. Uh, I thought you guys would like to hear about that and you can rub it on your body. If you want to feel like you a can coconut do every, queen a coconut. and Jenny Keen's interview. Now I want to put coconut oil in my hair every two days and we rinse look, with apple cider vinegar. Look guess
1: effortless. As she and she Look like a California I queen. Know,
0: she's I amazing. love that. Chic casual vibes. Um, that's all we have for you this week, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into mom brain. We love chatting with you. Always, always, always send us, you can be, three in the morning and you're up nursing or you know can't sleep or whatever send us your emails we're mombrainpod at gmail.com um swipe up on instagram we have our instagram account is at mombrain and our youtube channel brand new just for you guys with the videos of each of our recordings um so you can see how weird and wacky we get in life uh is on youtube now also mombrain um and uh rate review subscribe tune in next week and tell your friends thanks so much for listening bye bye, bye. This is Mombrain with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mombrain is a Gallery Media Group original production.